this is Nick Urankar with the Trial and Air podcast, and I've got a kid, at least I met him when he was a kid. I don't even know if I met him when he was a kid, but now <laughs> he's, uh, I call him man now, uh, Spencer Panchik. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Nick. No problem, man. I uh, reached out to Spencer. He's actually getting ready for West Coast Classic, correct? Yep. And right now I'm in Minnesota for Granite Games where your brother is. Yeah, it's going to be a good weekend out there. <laughs> and and actually, we just got on, and you said you had to help his wife. Yeah, so um, he was out. He's actually – he flew out two days ago, um, and he was – I think he was just getting ready to go to the athlete check, and he's like, hey, uh, my wife, she uh, she locked her keys in the house, so I pulled up the coughs for trying to get in in, uh, <laughs> in the car to get the garage opener, and they, they couldn't get in. So I'm, like, trying to find a window. I ended up finding a window to get in, but – um what a what a day, what a way to start the day <laughs> so you broke into your brother's house oh yeah I mean he, he didn't really keep it that secure <laughs> yeah yeah I think that's another thing so um obviously you're getting ready to compete your brother's getting ready to compete it's kind of what's obviously you're back at home um I think you said you were thinking about maybe flying out which we had just said there's really not a whole lot of good that can happen other than supporting so kind of where's your head at then as you're getting ready for regionals and or semis and uh getting ready to see your brother compete yeah so um it was actually awesome i got to watch scott compete last weekend so um he was at the mid-atlantic so it gave me a a pretty good idea i know that they're using that um uh, that torque tank so it was it was kind of cool to be able to see him do it and then um saxon's doing it this week too so that's a little different stimulus um with it but it, it's really cool because i can pull a few different things away if we end up getting something like that but um yeah, it's, it's really exciting, and um, I, it's funny because we ended up picking all separate ones, and um, everybody's asking if we did that intentionally or or what, and um, the answer is yes and no. Like, we all we all picked the one that we wanted to do, and that was kind of what we got, and um, I think it's really cool because we wanted to go the separate ones, and everything really shook out that way, so I thought it was, I thought it was awesome. Yeah, I mean, if I were – if I had two brothers, I'd want to all go to different ones. I mean, you want to <laughs> – you know, I mean, you all want each other to do well, but it's a lot easier to root for them when you're on the sidelines. For sure. And that's it. I've noticed I, I haven't been training with Scott as much because um, we open up an affiliate. It's it's about 40 minutes away from him. So it's harder to, to train with him. But I know that like when Sax and I were doing the same workouts, it, it gets intense sometimes. And we really kind of had to dial it back and we'll we'll still do the same programming but it's like he'll go through it and then I'll go through it that way it's not like we're going like head to head every day and it's just um it's really finding that balance in in training and um keeping it fresh because I know if you feel like you're competing every day then when you get on a competition floor it it uh I don't say it sucks the fun out of it but it's like you you kind of know the outcome and I remember Dan Bailey actually said it a while back when he was training with Rich and um he just talked about it's just like you kind of know like the outcome and it's like like you know who's going to do good in what event rather than like really letting your your training kind of step up and um it really gets you out of 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 breaking habits of like whether it's running or weightlifting or whatever your strengths and weaknesses are it allows you to really focus on that in training and it's not always like you're attacking the workout to put up the best time rather than you're attacking the workout to improve one of your weaknesses so um, just really finding that balance is, has been huge. So that's, that's actually cool because I think we're seeing that a lot more with these little pods of athletes. And obviously your brother is a little bit different 
Um, so how long have you been doing that? And when did you, so obviously I'm assuming you guys have been doing the same programming for a while. Am I? Yeah. Saxon and I. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so we've been doing the same programming, um, really our whole lives to be honest, but like, uh, um, I'd say probably this past year we ended up getting, uh, on with a coach that, uh, he just, everything's just unbiased and we, we really dive into like a different style of training every day. And, um, there's certain days that we'll do workouts together, but, um, if I've, if I've learned anything, it just, it keeps, it keeps peace in the, in the households, um, when we go through everything separately. And, um, it, it, it's really like, it's, it, it's not as fun whenever you're going head to head every day. And, um, when did that become a-, a problem? When was it like the, the year or day where you were like, I don't think we should be doing this all the time. Was there yeah, like, so a- <laughs> I, I'd say as soon as, um, I mean, it was really never a problem when we all trained together, like Sax and Scott and I, but then, um, I know we talked about how I was planning on going and, and being a firefighter. And, yep. um, as soon as I really dove into like full-time CrossFit, that was when it was like, that was when it got like even more competitive. And, um, it's just, it's a lot more, it's a lot more challenging when, when everybody's trying to do this for a living and, um, every day's just, it's just a grind like that. And, um, you st- you still have to keep it fresh. And, and at the end of the day, it's still training and, you have to be able to know when to turn that switch on and when to turn that switch off. And um, I think it's just something that we're, we're still kind of playing with and, and we're still kind of figuring out like what works best for us. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, yeah, we were talking a little bit before we got on about, uh, I don't know when, so you're going to have to fill in some timelines, but I remember you, I wasn't sure if it was both of you wanted to kind of figure out what you were going to do. And then I think Saxon decided, Hey, I'm going to go to try to do this competing thing. And you were like, I'm going to go become a firefighter and not that you weren't training, but you weren't training to compete. So when was that? And then when did you say, you know what, maybe I kind of want to go and do the competition thing. Yeah. So I've always, I've always admired first responders and that was something I really wanted to do. And um, I thought, I thought it was being a firefighter and I went through and I did the training and stuff. And, I still kept getting like drawn back to CrossFit. And, um, actually earlier this year I went through and I, and I started the police Academy. And again, I stepped, I still kept coming back to, to CrossFit. And, um, I, I really feel like I can make a, a bigger impact on just first responders, especially just through CrossFit and, um, really the name that I think I can build in, in, in the sport. And, um, I, I, I tried to do it on such a small scale that it was, it, it almost felt like I didn't have as much of an impact as I wanted to. And mm-hmm. like, I know that I was blessed with, uh, with an affiliate and the social media and just, just really this platform to, to really explode it and, and impact more lives. And, um, that's, I, I truly believe that's why I just kept coming back to the sport of CrossFit. And I'd say really this last year is, is when I just dove in and just went all in on CrossFit. So you've been all in then for like really last year. And I think the last few years is when you kind of came back as a competitor, but you're saying this last year, you've really been like, this is my, my, my head. I, let me put it this way. My head's in it more, more fully this year. And um, I, I like, I was still competitive the past couple of years, but I still had like that, that doubt in my head that like, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Like, is this, is this how I'm supposed to impact as many people as I can? And, I, I almost had to go try different things to try and really figure that out. And, yep. um, but by doing the different things and I mean, I'm lucky I'm still young enough to be able to do that. Um, I was able to just kind of figure it out from experience on like what I'm supposed to be doing, or at least what I feel in my heart I'm supposed to be doing. 
So what happened with the police academy then? So you said you went in and you started going through that? Yeah, so I started going through that. And um, it was actually really cool because I, I brought a bunch of the people in there that were struggling with the PT test. And um, I got them in the CrossFit and it was it was helping them be able to get through the PT test. And um, as I was as I was kind of getting, I think I got like 75% of the way through. We had a lot of stuff come up with our affiliate and um, we lost some coaches and it was just, it was too hard to manage. So I actually had to step back from that and um, really focus on the affiliate. And um, when I got back into the affiliate, I'm like, all right, now I see like this happened for a reason. I can really focus on, on, on competing. And um, I ended up getting a full staff on coaching and yeah, it rest just kind of took, took off. Awesome. And, and how old are you right now? I'm actually, I'm turning 25 on Monday. <sighs> That's actually when I found CrossFit. Really? <laughs> was when I was 25. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah. There, yeah. There's, there's a lot like, like you, you said where you are right now, like in the whole, these last few years for you, that was basically me for like three or four years. Like was I did like, I think I was 24 and I had like this epiphany where I sat down with my wife and I was like, do I want my legacy to be this? Like in 40 years, do I want to sit down and tell story? Because I, I, when I was your age or younger, I used to always say like, all I'm going to have one day is my stories. That's yeah. it. I'm going to be that guy that's going to like get in front of everybody and be like, listen, listen. And they're going to be like, God, oh, he's telling another story. But that's, <laughs> that, but that's all that we're going to have. So I want to have stories that have impacted and that have done, you know, that, that then other people tell those, like pass it on, have a legacy. And I remember I said, in, in 40 years, do I want this to be my legacy? And I just said, no. And I quit what I was doing right then. That's awesome. And I, I mean, I tell people all the time, like, and, and you kind of saw Scott get in in 2012, but even before that, like what we do didn't exist 10 years ago. Like it, none of it. So I tell people all the time, I'm like, when you come up with this idea of what you want your future to be, the direction you're going may take you somewhere that doesn't exist right now. Yeah. So like, that's awesome that you're like on that journey because I remember, man, I <laughs> probably wasn't until I was 27 or 28 that I kind of was like, I think I'm going to be on this path for a while. Yeah, for like, sure. Not just the CrossFit, but just kind of like in general. So, yeah. Well, and it's, it's just crazy what you can do with just a platform, like just through CrossFit and um, competing is really awesome, but it's like, what, like, what can you do with that? And um, I think so many people are, are fixed on just winning the games, but like, it's more than just winning the games. Like, what are you going to do with that? How many people are going to look at you? And I, I think too many people go through it and they're like, I'm, I just want to win the money. I want to win the money. Well, if you, if you, if you really look at it, $300,000, right. <laughs> you, you, you divide that. It takes you, let's say five years to get there. You're making $60,000 a year. You know what I mean? Cause I mean, it, and it, it, like it, when, when you put it in perspective like that, there's really not that much money in the sport with versus how much time people actually put into it. And that's becoming the top spot on it. So for, for me, it's more than, it, it's not even just about the money because it's the money's irrelevant. Um, anybody can go work a, a nine to five job and, and come close to making that. And um, I, th I think the biggest thing is like, what can you do with that platform? And I think that's, what's so special about CrossFit and um just the amount of people that you can impact through it. Yeah, hundred percent. And that's awesome. Like, I think you're probably in that generation of like where there was money the whole time where you had the ability, you didn't have a platform, but you had the ability to know like, Hey, if I do something, I can build this platform. And I know like for me, it was funny because when I found CrossFit, the, the, do you know what the win, like the winner got 
in 2009. It wasn't it like it was like five wasn't it like a $500 gift card uh that was <laughs> that Armour? was before. in 2009 it was $2500. That's nuts. And and I I can remember sitting at my house getting ready to go on the internet and CrossFit posted what the 2010 winnings was going to be and it was 25,000 and I remember I was like what you can make money? Like there was no money. Like it didn't yeah. That's why, so like what you're saying is exactly like anybody who's probably where I'm at age-wise and has been competing as long as me, it was never about any money. Money yeah. was just something where we're like, wait a minute, we can make stuff doing this? Like for sure. We could, people actually care. They want to follow, like they're interested. So it's interesting to see too, like how, you know, there are some people who would never be as honest as you just were, where you're like, hey, I understand the money's cool, but realistically, if we look at it in a bigger range, it, it's not going to make a huge impact. But the yeah. impact I can make by being genuine, by being an athlete and building this following and then impacting people will have so much more longevity that I think that most people would never say that because they think that it was like weak, right? Like, oh no, I got to say I'm going to win, right? Like, yeah. I'm, well, and I, I think not going to win. The difference in the generations. Like, yeah. I remember growing up and watching you and Scott and Rich and it was, it was so awesome watching you guys. And then I, I, I felt like for, for a certain period of time, you really saw it. I don't even want to say CrossFit like dipped down, but it was like, you could tell people were in it more so for the money rather than like, like, I won't forget the first time. And I just had this conversation with Sax was like, like Rich came up and just introduced himself in 2013. And it was like, like somebody who we watch online, like it was like, that was just, that was so cool that somebody took the time out of their day. And I think, I think, I think for like the past few years, you saw a lot, a lot of people come in the sport and they were just solely about the money. And, um, rather than impacting people's lives. And um, I, I think CrossFit really needs like people to kind of get back to its roots of like why, why people are actually doing it. And um, I think, I think that's, I think that's the biggest thing. And like, like what you said, like when you guys all got into it, it wasn't about the money. It was like, like any money you made was just like, Oh, awesome. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. So I think just having a support system that that's, that's around you and just holds people, hold you accountable to, um, just remember your why on why you're doing this. And, um, I would love to just see like CrossFit and just the athletes at the games, like just the past, I don't know, two, three years of, of why they were competing and, um, and just kind of compare that to like back when you guys were competing, um, and just, just see like the difference in the whys and stuff, because, um, the platform is really there to impact a lot of people's lives. It's just really utilizing it. Yep. I can remember exact i know exactly what you're talking about because i've competed in every single regional yeah and competed in sectionals and i can remember like there was a shift in there between probably like 13 and 16 in that time frame where before that we didn't have athlete areas yeah. you sat in the bleachers <laughs> you found a corner and you sat down and you mingled like yeah. and then all of a sudden one day they were like oh we need to give you space and they gave space, but with teams and you were still kind of mingling. And then like, oh, you guys need to be secluded. And there came this point where it was like, when new people would come in, they're like, oh, we're like celebrities. Like we get our own. We never have to talk to anybody. We never have to see anybody. And yeah. then I remember the games shifting into a spot of like, you were never seen unless you were on the floor. Yep. And I remember I would, we'd have conversations sometimes where we're like, man, the, the community aspect of getting to like, submerge yourself with the athletes even on accident right you'd just be walking by and you're like hey that's so and so like yeah. it doesn't happen anymore you everything is like uh, so 
anybody who comes in feels like, oh, like I'm alone. Like no yeah. one, I don't know. It was just an interesting, we were having some talks about it when it just shifted to where it was like, oh wait, we don't ever see fans. Yeah. If well, I, don't I, remember, want to, I don't have to see them. Well, I think it was, was it 15? It was the last year they did it where it was like they had the athletes on the floor and then they let the fans come down and like take pictures and stuff with people. Yeah, they did that. Is that was that the year it was 15 or 16? I, I remember I the game, they did it. They did it at the games in 15. Yeah. Um, I remember that because that was like, I think that was the last time we did it because after that, I think they always just did it in the floor after like opening ceremony and they'd let you stay if you wanted, but you were never obligated. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And they let people, and I feel like they kind of got away from that, but I just think it's like, that's the stuff that like people would be so surprised, like just one interaction, like how it can just flip a switch in somebody. Oh, like it's, it's so crazy. (laughs) It is. No. And I, I mean, and I know like with you, I'll have people where I'll say something about, you know, one of the, one of you guys. And I'll be like, oh my gosh, I love Spencer. He's so cute. Or like, oh my gosh, they're so awesome. Like, it is really cool because even like everybody ha- inside this community, everyone has these athletes, but they don't, at this point, you don't feel like you're ever going to meet them. Even yeah. if you go to an event, like people would go to regionals just to meet their idol. Because yep. now you're going just to watch them in person. Exactly. Exactly. And I just think that's like, it's so crazy just how it shifted a little bit. And I think, I think, um, I just think it needs more athletes of, of people that are willing to just, just remember where the roots are. And I think, I think that's the biggest thing, like just where, like how CrossFit started, like how did, like, how were, how was people in, like, how were certain people inspired in order to even get into CrossFit? Like I, I guarantee you a majority of the athletes were inspired by some athlete at some point. Oh Yeah. I'm trying to get Miko Salo on here because I remember watching a video of him <laughs> in 2008 or 2009, 2009. And he snatched two. He basically was like, my max snatch is 225. And my mind was blown. Like, <laughs> how in the world can somebody do that? And his clean and jerk was 297. And I was like, that's physically impossible. Physically impossible. I remember I was mind blown. <laughs> and to see how far that comes, but to still be like that guy for me was like untouchable. Yeah. Like untouchable. That guy's and, just a freak of nature still. I remember he did. Did he do like, it was like a thousand burpees or something. It was, it was like, wasn't it like every minute on a minute, like something yeah, crazy. He did, so he did like something every minute on it. I remember after he finished it the next day, he was like, I don't recommend doing it. Cause my hips like, <laughs> I remember that. I remember he's like, I am so sore. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yes, we all, everybody has those athletes. I remember like, you know, with it, it's crazy though, because like I came in, like when Rich came in, when, you know, we were like the uh, Chris Spieler, Matt Chan, um, Tommy Hackenbrook, uh, you know, even Ben Smith, because he was early on. Yeah. There were a lot of guys who were like, oh man. Um, and I would go to places and you'd just be standing with all of them. Yeah. It's like, uh, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's so cool though, because it's like, I, 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 I truly like feel like all you guys still have like that close bond with each other because it was like that. And now it's, everybody has all these coaches that like, I feel like there were no coaches really then. It was, oh, <laughs> no, and it was just like athletes just interacting with athletes. And it was just like, everything was just fun. It was just like the roots of CrossFit, just like the, the, the backyard barbecue. <laughs> yeah, no, it, and it was so fun, man. It's like reminiscing. I remember in 2010, I started a blog where I like, I was bored at work. I worked all day and I would 
I would blog and I would talk about my workouts and my training. And it started to get a lot of people on it. And I remember one day, cause I never met Miko. He commented on it <laughs> and he asked me a question about my training. And I was like, and I got scared because I was like, everyone's seeing what I'm doing. It's public. And they're, yeah. they're looking at it and they're commenting. And I asked a question, he wouldn't answer it. And I was like, they're all hiding it. So I stopped the blog. I knew this was like, I'm not telling anybody what I'm doing. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> but it was, it, it's one of those where like, that was back then it was just like, I'm just trying to find an outlet. Like for me, it was like writing it down. There was no Instagram wasn't like a thing, but yet you found other athletes. We did online yeah. competitions all the time. Yeah. It was so fun. And now it's like, you guys are, I mean, getting ready to be 25, I'm 37. And I mean, I've been competing forever. This is the first year I was like, I'm just going to take a step back and see what I can do. So like being able to call and be on like do podcasts. And uh, I, one of my questions for you is actually going to be, so you're talking about like impacting on social media. I hear from a lot of people who contact me because I pretty much respond to everybody. And they'll yeah. say like, oh my gosh, you responded to me. No CrossFit athletes respond to me. Oh, it's crazy. So are you <laughs> one of those people that will respond to anybody who messages? Because you're probably gonna get some messages now, but. Yeah, no, I, I try and respond to as many people as I can. Um, it, it all depends on what it is and if it's over the line or not. Correct. There's, there is, there, yes, there is a line. Yes. <laughs> but um, yeah, normal, no, usually I, 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 normal stuff. Yeah, no, I, I try my best uh, to respond to as many people as I can. And uh, um, I just think that's something that's really cool that uh, like, I couldn't imagine ever getting a response back from like one of you guys, like when I was 12 or 13 years old and like, what the heck? This is nuts. <laughs> yeah. But then your brother, Scott. So he was there. I remember in 2012, the two of you were little kids. We're like, geez, were you like 14? Yeah. I don't even know. Kids like just cheering on your brother. I remember my wife's like, there's these two twins that just keep cheering for Scott. She was like, I think they're his brothers. And then the story, you know, then the story, I think that was about the time when everybody found out like, well, you know, you guys had fallen, uh, I don't want to be wrong, but you almost died or yeah. I know the story, but I don't know. Like, but we found all, we were all like, Oh my gosh, like, dang, there's no way those kids then are going to be healthy enough to compete. They can't do it. Like, yeah. Well, it's crazy. Cause I actually, so like we had an accident, we were 12 years, 12 years old, um, fell 75 feet off a cliff. And that was kind of how we got into CrossFit. But, um, like I had doctors that were telling me that I'm never going to be able to run again. I'm never going to be able to do any sport. And, um, that just, it, it just wasn't acceptable. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I, I truly believe you can do whatever. And, um, it's just your, your body's going to figure out a way to adapt to it. And, and that's it. So do you have any, do you have anything that you recall from that as far as like a limited limitation because of it, or are you basically like, it's a non-factor? No, it's, I'd say it's a non-factor. Um, they actually wanted to, so I, I, uh, I pulverized three of my metatarsals in my foot. So I have like three toes that are like really small. Yeah. Um, and they actually, they wanted to take them off, but I'm like, Hey, why would you take that? Why would you take those things off? <laughs> they didn't do anything. Um, anyway. <laughs> so they were talking about like my balance and stuff, but I've never had an issue with it. And, um, I, I ripped my leg up to my feet. Like it can seem like my, uh, my bone, my femur, um, I had a tree branch that went through it and, um, they said there was nerve damage there, but again, I I've never had any issues with it, with, with training or anything. Yeah. That's crazy. That was the first story I heard. I, I, I heard that story before I even met you. And I, <laughs> that's I, so crazy. Was, I was like, who's this Scott guy? And they're like, I don't know, but he's got two brothers that like survived a crazy fall. And we're like, what? <laughs> 
So it, it is really cool because I used to always wonder like, man, I wonder if they're going to get into it because you were at that age of when the talk of there's going to be these kids that are coming into CrossFit and going to grow up through it and they're going to go and they're going to be these games athletes. And there was a few people that I think that a lot of us had our eyes on of like, maybe it'll be that kid. And most, it never panned out where yeah. people started real young, 10, 11, 12, 13, and then continued on. Um, and not only have you, but like you actually tried to not and then got pulled yeah. back in. So that's like, yeah. that's super cool. I feel like I was almost blessed with my training and um, it was cool because if, if, if I didn't have Scott to train with it, I, I probably would have been trying to do everything RX and um, <laughs> for, for, for me, that, that wouldn't have been the right thing. Now, if I was training by myself, like I would have thought that was the right thing. Like, oh, I need to do everything RX. I need to yeah. do everything RX. It just isn't the case. You want to hit that, that time stimulus. And, uh, um, he always made us go the girls weight. And I, I truly believe that's what kept us so healthy, um, through the sport. I know a lot of the teens, they, I, I'd say a majority of them, like as they got into CrossFit, they're pushing those RX weights and, um, they just don't, they don't have a long longevity in the sport at, at such a young age. And I think it's just, I think it's so, uh, so important to be able to, to still make sure like you're hitting the intent of the workout and, it's not just about lifting heavy weights. Like I, like Scott always told us and I'll never forget. He's like, you're going to get that man strength one day. It's just like, it's like, you're going to hit like 18 to 20. And it's just good. You're just going to PR every time you lift. And I mean, it, it happened. And we, I just kept, we just kept PR and PR and PR. And then um, we're finally at that stage where we're just kind of leveling out and obviously trying to get better at running and all the, all the other good stuff. Yep. But um yeah, yeah so I, awesome. I, I think that's what kept us so healthy. That's awesome that you had that because I think a lot of people don't have that. Or if they do, it's not somebody they actually look up to that they're going to fully listen to. So I think yeah. like having Scott and seeing him at the level where you're like, I mean, we kind of got to listen to him. Like he's one of the best. Yeah. <laughs> I think well, it's so funny because I get giant, like whenever I coach people, it's like, ah, I'm going to push the weights. I'm going to just trust me. Like, <laughs> just trust me. Like it's, 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 and, and you almost have to make it a challenge for some people. And it's like, Hey, if you get it under this time, then yes. all right, we'll go up and wait next time. I always, I used to always say, prove me wrong. Yep. Prove yep. Wrong, exactly. And we'll go. That's awesome. Well, obviously we kind of got way up. We didn't even talk about semi so far. So my question now is obviously you've got your brothers going, let's say Saxon makes it Spencer's churn in two weeks. How has training gone leading up? How are you feeling? Because I think they posted one or two workouts. Two. two workouts. And they posted a couple workouts. So how are you feeling leading up to semis? Um, and then with what's posted and then obviously uh, in the time you have left before you go. Yeah, um, I'm so excited. I mean, I, this is the fittest I've ever been and um, the most well-rounded I've ever been. Uh, everything's literally, everything's just clicking and I just, just staying healthy and um really giving me kind of a test run at some of these workouts so far the first two they released their two previous games workouts and um i think they're i think they're some of the coolest workouts that that i remember legless is the first one and the they other one is the it, though they extended legless it, it was just 21 59 at regionals well they did it at the game that was the year they did it at the games in 13 whenever they had all the rigs on the floor oh. I think, yeah, that's, that's, that was the one that they had at the games the that short year. Rope, the short rope. Short ropes. That that's was the first right. year they did legless. That's right. Oh my gosh. I totally forgot about that workout. Yeah. Um, did I lose you there? Yeah, no, yeah, I think you're, you're good. Um, but that was like, I remember watching that workout and that was hands down my favorite games workout I've ever seen. Like, I remember they had the fireworks went off and then the jets went by and then it was just like, you just, 
you hear that floor all was sudden, littered with down. ropes like that was a crazy scene too like the, oh it was nuts the floor was like we have a rope for every single round <laughs> oh it was, it was crazy and it was like there was smoke going off and it was just like you thought rambo was ready to walk out on the floor <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I thought that was like, that was hands down my favorite games workout. So I'm so excited to do that one. And then, um, the triple G chipper, I think that's what mm -hmm. it's called. Yep. Um, I'm really excited about that one too. I think, uh, um, I think that one's going to be a lot of fun. It's just, uh, it's just a smooth, uh, just a smooth long grind. Correct. Yeah. It's like, it's like long until you're at the end and then you're like, yeah. Oh wait, I'm here. Like it's just, <laughs> it, but it can also be a straight grind if, if, you if, you, if you redline it or something. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. So um, what can we expect to see out of Spencer uh, on the floor in two weeks? Yeah, so I, I think you could expect to see a, uh, a more well-rounded Spence um, before you'd see like a lot of like the strengths would kind of play in my favor. And um, I'd say this is the first year that I'm really balanced on everything and um, consistency. That's, what I, that's my goal is to try, try and stay consistent in every event. So if there was something when you, cause obviously we all say like, Oh, my strength and weaknesses, but maybe people, people don't really know what your strengths and weaknesses are because right. It's, yeah. They're yours and you understand where you believe they should be. So like, if you were to tell somebody, Hey, if this came up, I would normally be like, Oh man, I'm in trouble. But yeah, that's not, cause those are the workouts that were like, we want eventually where yeah. you're like, I'm going to prove everybody wrong. I'm going to prove For everybody. Sure. Wrong. So do you have that workout or movement? Um, I, I wouldn't say, I'd say, I'd say, no, I really don't because I haven't had a chance to compare myself against anybody since for over a year with like COVID and stuff hitting. So, um, like me personally, I'd like to think that, I mean, anything with running would, would really like cause, like stop me in my tracks. But, um, I, I, I think that's going to be, I think that's going to be my redemption this year is, is, is anything with running and, um, again, we're going to find out though, because yep. it's, it's, it's the first time that a lot of us even get to really compete against anybody live. Good answer. I, <laughs> I do the same. The running thing was always mine and I like, no, I'm going to take care of this. So <laughs> totally get that. Well, dude, uh, do you have any, anything or any place where people could follow you, check you out, um, learn about what you're doing? Uh, yeah. So, so my big thing is Instagram. I try and I've, I've tried everything else and <laughs> that's not really, I, I'm not too good on everything else. I'm not a big, uh, I'm not a big social media guy. You're not um, a dancer. You're not a TikTok guy. No, I'm not definitely not. I tried it. I'm, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a dancer <laughs> unless I have one or two drinks in me, maybe. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, no, but I usually just got usually Instagram and, uh, I try and, I try and keep people up to date on there as much as I can. And is there any way for people to follow your training or kind of catch up? Or is that just all like on Instagram or? Yeah, everything's on Instagram. I, uh, I believe you do mayhem. I'm with uh, Facundo. So oh, he's okay. actually, so he's actually out of Belgium. Yeah, Belgium. Really? Um, so he's overseas. So we do like a lot of like FaceTime calls okay. and stuff. But uh, he traveled with mayhem a lot. And um, gotcha. I know he worked closely with a, a few of those guys down there. So cool. Um, yeah, it's the first year I started working with him. Awesome. Well, hey, man, best of luck. I appreciate you coming on here. Um, any last words or anything you want people to know? Ah, it's going to be a good year. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. Awesome. Well, thanks again, brother. Uh, this was Nicky Rankar, Trial and Air Podcast. Thanks for listening.